Hello, and thanks for tuning in to this week's podcast from Prism Insurance Agency. As you know, we put in a ton of time and effort to make each of our shows as valuable as we can. If you find the information useful, please share this podcast with a friend by emailing it to them or sharing this on the social media site of your choice. Professional golfer Phil Mickelson made quite an issue of California's high income tax rates when he said he might consider leaving the state. So what about you? Does it make sense to stay in the state that you're in? Or might you consider a state that has lower income tax rates? Or maybe you're already in a state that doesn't have income tax rates. Joining us today is Grant Cardone, who is a New York Times best-selling author and executive producer of the reality TV show Turnaround King. He is the host of the Cardone Zone radio show and is regularly seen on Fox News, MSNBC, and NBC. And he recently moved one of his companies with 80% of the employees and his family from California to Florida to escape the high income taxes in California. Today he's going to share with us his rationale behind doing that and what he did to make the decision to move. Welcome, Grant. Thank you. Hey, it's great to have you here. And I think this is a subject we have never covered, and that is what state do you reside in for the most favorable tax treatment? I think a lot of light was shed on the subject when professional golfer Phil Mickelson made an issue about California being in a high-income tax state and considered leaving the state. Recently, I know you've moved your family and companies from California to Florida. Is it safe to say that is a wise decision, and do you see other businesses and high-income earners doing the same thing? Well, if they're not, they're thinking about doing it. I can tell you that. Regardless of whether they are or not, anyone that is a high-income wealth creator, the only reason you're creating that wealth is to keep it. It's not to give it away. So last year, March, when I saw that the federal government was going to raise taxes, I knew they were going to get their way. I knew that would cost me four points. At the same time, I have California going from 10.3 to wanting to go to 13.3. And I'm like, look, I can't take this from both sides. I love the state of California. I lived there 22 years. I started three businesses there. They were all very successful. I got married, had children there. But at some point, I have to make decisions for my finances. And it was, okay, if the federal government raises me from 35 to 39, almost 40%, that's five points. I'm not going to be able to get away from that. But I can get away from the 13, which means I'll be nine points ahead of the game. That's a pay raise for me. It's a pay raise for my company. It's allowed me to come to Miami, just so everybody understands. I'm still interested in creating wealth. I'm not just trying to keep it for myself. It's allowed me to literally hire four times more people than I had in California just off the tax savings. And you don't hear about that on the news. And one of the taxes that I think people kind of noticed when there was all this talk about just taxing the rich and that they were the only ones affected by the tax bill, at least that's what the politicians are telling us as they're patting themselves on the back for doing such a wonderful job here, but the payroll tax. And maybe you can explain to our listeners, because most people, if they work for a company, they only see part of the equation. But if you add that on top of your normal federal and state income tax, it gets pretty onerous. Yeah, it gets crazy. And add to that property taxes, add to that purchase taxes and sales taxes, Social Security, Medicare, the Obamacare taxes that are coming, gasoline taxes that we all pay. But when you stack all that up, that's how you end up in a 60 or 62 or 63 percent taxes. Look, to me, they're taxes. I don't care what you call them, property taxes, state taxes, federal taxes. It's my money, okay? And if people want to keep more of their money, then you have to be smart about it. It's not a political issue with me. 
for me, it's an issue of taking care of my family, taking care of my company, taking care of myself, even my parents that might need my help. It's not about me just keeping all the money for myself. It's about me having control over what I'm doing. Look, if you were born in Cleveland, it doesn't mean you have to stay in Cleveland any more than if you're a hedge fund operator in New York City. Look, they're coming down here. Every day I see them down here. I'm in Miami. They're coming down. They're going to live the legal requirement in Miami or Florida so that they can pay state taxes in Florida and still be productive in New York. This was an issue pretty predominant in the election is our top earners in the United States paying their fair share in taxes. Give us your perspective. Well, I'm paying millions, so I don't know how much more you want from me. And I have enough money to figure out how to avoid some of this. And when I can legally, I will. It's like Warren Buffett. You see, Warren's one of the smartest guys I know because he wins over all of America by saying, yes, we should be taxed more. And everybody's like, yeah, Warren Buffett says it. What people don't understand is Warren Buffett doesn't take income. He doesn't care if the taxes go to 100%. He's just a wise old man. He gains popularity with Americans that don't do enough research to understand that Warren Buffett doesn't need any money. He can live on $30,000 a year. His companies take care of everything he does. So if you tax 100% of Warren Buffett's 30000 or 60000 or 100 it's no money because he's creating wealth. He's not focused on income when most of America is focused on income in order to create wealth. So I believe this. Anytime the middle class agrees to somehow put an onerous amount of the obligation on the rich, the middle class is agreeing never to be rich. Anything you have disdain for, anything you have a pushback or retreat from, or you want somebody else to take care of, you can never have yourself. The middle class is collapsing because it never creates enough. That's why it doesn't work anymore. It worked 25 years ago. It doesn't work today because there's not enough wealth created to save and then invest. Speaking of the middle class, we got a lot of baby boomers getting ready to retire. Do you see that as something that everybody should be looking at, leaving the state where they earn their money and going to a state like Florida? I believe Texas doesn't have any income taxes. There's many other states. Tennessee, Washington, Nevada, you know, I've researched them all. (laughs) So here's the way I play the game out, okay, because I love California. I'm in my peak earning years right now. I am in probably the most progressive earning years of my career. So that was one of the reasons to come here. I'm willing to come here for some period of time to not pay the state. I don't want to pay the state taxes. I have no shame about it. I'm sorry that Phil Mickelson is not willing to stand up and say, why? I'm willing to come here. I can live here for the next 10 years, my peak earning years. And when I'm ready to retire and live off of passive income, I can go back to the state of California because my income's going to go down enough there to where all I'm going to pay state taxes on at that point That's one alternative, is just the smaller drip of income. The second alternative is I come and live in Florida. I put my residence here, put my kids through school here, register my cars here, and I go back and visit the state of California for 179 days of the year, consume the resources of the state, the beauty, the weather, the sunshine, come and go as I please and not pay any state income tax. That's why the system's so broken, and that's what... People that are trying to preserve wealth need to understand, look, the state of California is misusing the money. It's not like my money, taking my money from me somehow fixes the state. It doesn't fix anything. And that's why the wealthy people, the high income earners are like, I'm not going to continue to make bad bets after bad bets. 
Now, when you moved your companies, now sometimes I know with businesses, they're filing tax returns in multiple states. Right. Did right. you find any complexities when you did that, or were you able to structure things so that you could avoid most state income taxes by making that change? The state of California, look, if you live there, if your kids go to school in the state of California, you're paying state taxes there. I don't care if you live there three days of the year. They're going to get your money because they need it so badly. And who are they going to get it from? You don't go to people that don't have money. You got to get it from people that do. So when I left, what's interesting is 80% of my staff came with me. They traveled 3,000 miles to set up shop in my new company. That says something about the company. It says something about me. But it also says something about the fact that, and these aren't high income earners. They're earning 40, 50, 60, 70,000 a year. They also got a pay raise. My staff did not understand that they were paying six, seven, and $8,000 to the state of California. There's a 25-year-old kid working in my office. He's paying $600 to the school system. He doesn't have any kids in school. So he came to Miami. It's cheaper for him to live here. And he's saving seven or $8,000 a year just in state income taxes. You know, Grant, in an over yeah. a lifetime of savings, that's a millionaire. That's the difference that's of right. a millionaire for a youngster like that. So God uh, bless I, you I, for I, pointing I, those numbers exactly. out. Exactly. I sat down with him. I said, in 25 years, you have a million dollars saved just by this move. So it was not complicated at all to move. All we did was this. We came here. I got a driver's license. I rented a condo. I sold my home in California. I'm now renting here. Everybody says how difficult it is to move. Look, it's difficult to have the government take a portion of your money every month and then waste it and watch them waste it over and over again. When I have the choice, I'm not a lamppost. I'm not a sidewalk. I'm supposed to be a free American with the ability to move my family, my wife, my kids, leave my friends, but make a good decision for my family and my finances. Sometimes you got to make hard decisions. Then you add the fact, now you have been in business. I don't know what plans you're looking at with the new health care bill, but there's been a lot of discussion about that and how a lot of companies are either transitioning employees to part-time where they're not covered by the health care bill or they're just looking to pay the penalty because the penalty is not even as much as the health care cost as if you get insurance. So it seems like there's going to be even more challenges for middle America as businesses restructure things to save on these taxes. Apple Computer, one of the most profitable companies in the world, pays very little taxes in California. But that's where their headquarters are. All their banking's done out of Nevada. So if you think this is just individuals trying to avoid, I am trying to avoid. Everybody should be trying to avoid. You should be trying to avoid. It's like shopping at Macy's. They had a shirt on sale. Saves me 20% or 30%, and I want the shirt. Why wouldn't I wait? The same thing with your taxes. You don't have some patriotic duty to pay for everybody in this country to misuse funds. And I know it sounds like I could come off a bit like, oh, he only cares about himself. I'm hiring people. I'm not a big company. I'm not a huge Apple computer or Google, okay? I'm hiring people every day. We hired six people this week in Miami, Florida. We're giving people jobs. We're putting food on people's tables. We're going out helping in the community. I give money to charity. What I don't want to do is I don't want to just give money hand over fist to broken programs like what you're talking about, like the health care. I'll stay at 49 workers. Anybody's going to do this. I'll stay at 49 employees. Everybody else will be part-time, and I'll play the game because the game has rules, and everybody should figure out what the rules are and play those rules to their advantage so they can win. Well, that's great. 
hearing your perspective is something I don't think people are hearing enough. And how they paint the successful business owner as greedy and just wanting everything for themselves. I think if people had the chance to just sit down with most business owners, you're going to see a much different light than what the media is painting. Because after all, the engine that drives everything is the economy. It's not the government. It's actual private enterprise creating goods and services that people want to make their lives better. And I think a lot of that gets lost in this political jockeying. Well, we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to continue to explore with Grant Cardone, founder and CEO of several multimillion-dollar companies and news contributor and author and producer of the TV show Turnaround King. Please stay tuned. Don't forget to visit the Resources for You section on your Real Wealth Professionals website. You'll find links to many educational tools and resources. You'll also find a must-read section including many great authors who have been guests on past programs. Feel free to order any books that interest you or someone you know. Welcome back as we continue to visit with Grant Cardone, founder and CEO of three multi-million dollar companies and regular news contributor to Fox News, as he's sharing his perspective of why he's relocated his family and his business from California to Florida as a way to reduce the cost of doing business in the form of state income taxes. Before the break, we were talking a little bit about the impact that Obamacare will have on business decisions that small businesses will be making, and that's kind of where you're in. And you've been involved in the auto business for quite some time in your past. And one of the things we see is where the governments come in and help bail out a number of the American car companies with GM and Dodge. Is that something that as a consumer, we're better off today because of that? Or was that a mistake, do you think? I think it's so far done now that I think these companies would still be existing had they just allowed them to recreate themselves. We would be better off for it. That being said, it is what it is. We did it. We're trillions and trillions of dollars worth of debt. If they tell you it's $16 trillion, it's probably more like 50 or 80 because they never tell the truth. The more the media talks about the middle class and the more politicians talk about protecting the middle class, the worse the conditions for the middle class get. And I come from a family that was lower middle class. My mom brought me up. My dad died when I was 10. The middle class was everything 25 or 30 years ago. That was the desired class to be in. You didn't need to get rich to be protected. You just needed to be in the middle class, particularly the fat part of the middle class, the middle middle class. If you could get there, you were probably going to be all right. That does not hold true today. The country's in trouble. People from both sides would admit that. We've never had this much debt, not at these levels. We have no products to produce. We're not manufacturing anything in this country. So where's the money going to come from? Take all the money from all the rich people, and it doesn't solve the problem. So where does the money come from? And my suggestion is the wealthy need to stand up and have a voice. They're not having a voice like I have right now. I have no shame about moving. To me, it's survival. To me, it's survival of my ideas, my family. It's what I need to do as a father, a husband. It's what I need to do as an American to stand up and say, hey, I refuse to continue to take care of too much of this debt. That's what California is doing. They're just saying, hey, you take care of the debt. And the same thing for the federal government. And I told my wife, I said, this might not be our last move. Look at the federal government keeps getting out of hand here. I'm not beyond leaving the United States of America. This is a big planet. And when Americans stand up and understand that that's the position they can take, to take action. That's what this country was built on, taking action. So that we quit doing crazy things like bailing out airlines and car companies and whatever's next. 
I love your perspective, and I think people need to have a serious conversation about where things are at. I mean, as a financial planner, we talk to our clients every day. We go through a cash flow analysis, whether they're a business owner or a middle-class person just working a regular job and just trying to make ends meet. Well, the first thing you got to do to be successful in meeting your obligations and planning for retirement is you cannot spend more than you make. And it's interesting, consumer debt right now is down dramatically from 2007. We all got a wake-up call. Many states got a wake-up call, and they're starting to work to balance their budgets a little bit better. But it seems like the federal government just keeps kicking the can down the road. And we need more people, not just the rich, not just the poor, not just the middle class. Every one of us as Americans really need to get our country back and demand of our representatives that they live within their means the way we're expected to live within our means. Yeah, and they've proven they can't. We've spent more money for the last 75 years. This isn't just one administration, even though this last administration has definitely, for whatever reasons, gone crazy with the amount of debt that they've taken on. But for 75 years, politicians have proven one thing. They want more money. And they want more money for schools, for the military. They want more money, period. And the more money you give them, the more money they waste. And I wouldn't give money to my kids if they waste it. I wouldn't give it to my employees if they waste it. So why would I give it? Regardless of what my income is, 40 grand a year or 400 grand a year, why would I continue to give the state, the local government, or the federal government more money if I don't have to? And one thing I think that needs to happen is the rich. They're not greedy. Rich people that I know aren't greedy. They're gutless. They're gutless because they refuse to have a voice like Phil Mickelson. He doesn't want to be out playing 18 holes and hearing people scream, Phil, you're greedy. Phil's not greedy, so I don't know why he's pretending that he's something else. You can stand up. I can have the voice I have. You can call me greedy, but it doesn't make me greedy. It just makes me smart. Can you maybe just share, what was the process you went through? What advisors did you seek out to make the decision of Florida versus any of the other states? What was the process that you went through? Well, I didn't call my CPA about it. I said, I need to find a state and see if it's even a real move for me. Can we even do this? I actually did it under the radar. My wife didn't even know I was doing it. And I started looking at some other states and then, like Florida, I like the location of it because my company can actually make some segues into the Latin American market with some training products that we offer online. So I visited Miami, fell in love with Miami, went back to her and said, hey, Miami's beautiful. I want to talk about moving there. Sat down with her the way you do with your clients and said, look, let me tell you what this saves us over the next 10 years. And then let me show you what it saves us over the next 15 years. And she's like, let's move. My kids are three and one. Even if my kids were 13 and 16, The amount of money I'm saving, it would have been insane for us not to move. I'm surprised I didn't think about this earlier. And I think the reason I didn't think about it earlier is because they weren't cranking on me in the last three or four years. They started cranking here in the last year or two, and I'm concerned they're not done cranking on everybody, you know, raising rates. So then I called my CPA and said, look, I'm moving. What do you think about it? He's like, dude, I think it's brilliant. If you can move, if you're mobile, if your business doesn't get affected because you move, then make your move. And then the move itself was very simple. It was just about setting up a new shop and a new home and a new address. Now, you've been very successful, and you're also the author of several books that can help people flourish and win like you've been successful. Can you just share with our listeners a couple of those books that you've had and where they can get them? The most recent book is a book called Sell or Be Sold. It's about how people need to get the word out on their products themselves and their company. 
and you can find them at Amazon. I've written four books since Lehman collapsed, all about this economy, the new economy, what families and businesses need to do to be successful. That most recent book is called Sell or Be Sold, and you can find it anywhere online, or you can find it at my website, grantcardone.com. But it is about the first thing in wealth creation. The first step in wealth creation is to create wealth. Then you guys help people actually sustain it, hold on to it, and protect it. But the first step people need to do is produce more so they actually have money to save and invest and multiply. One last question I'd like to ask you today for our listeners is, with the current tax structure, both the current corporate taxes, right now I believe it's the highest in the developed world, how that affects American businesses, both large and small, and what do you see businesses, what do they need to be incentivized to continue to grow and be successful in today's climate? What businesses just need to quit being attacked for making money. I don't get it myself. I'm like, I want to work for a company that is successful. If I go for a job interview, I'd like to know that the company actually makes money. That would be an encouraging thing for me so that I would grow and actually have a position with the company. Look at the U.S. Postal Service today shutting down on Saturdays. That's not good for people earning $60 an hour right now and have been for years. So I think that we need to get pro-business, really pro-business, pro-expansion, and quit being so political and start talking about, hey, how are we going to dig our way out of this deal? And it's not going to be because we tax a handful of people. There's just not enough rich people. Well, and they say many hands make light work. We're all in the same boat together, and we got to all start bailing some of the water that's been leaking in of our debt, and we have to work together as Americans. And I certainly appreciate you sharing your perspective today. I think we need to hear a little bit more of that. America's been made great based on the entrepreneurial spirit that we have. I remember the words of Ronald Reagan when he said, uh, government isn't the solution to the problem. Government is the problem. Yeah, right, right. But we appreciate you sharing your perspective, and we look forward to having you get in the future. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Thanks for joining us this week. And tune in again next week as we explore another phase of the real wealth process. And remember, if anything you heard in today's show you'd like to get more information about, contact your real wealth advisor. Also, if you feel that any of this information will be helpful to a friend or family member, just click the Forward to a Friend button. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's podcast from Prism Insurance Agency. We've got additional information and links in our show notes, which you can click on to learn more. If you have any questions about any of the topics covered or would like to learn more, you can go to our website, www.myprisminsurance.com. You can reach out to us on Facebook or LinkedIn or Twitter. Call us at 951-243-2800 or email me directly at prob at myprisminsurance.com. The email is in the show notes as well. Once again, thank you so much for tuning in, and have a wonderful week.